Well, hello, gorgeous one. Welcome to Bombshell Radio. Here, we combine pleasure and purpose to liberate women into their divine assignment of being the fullest expression of fierce femininity. My name is Jackie Lacroix. I believe that pleasure is a life force. Beauty is for you, and your sexual design is the key to your greatest fulfillment and calling. I'm the author of the best-selling book, The Bombshell Manifesto, and I've mentored women in body, beauty, business, and intimacy with God, themselves, and men for over 10 years. Each week, you'll receive a different edition of Bombshell Radio, focusing on one of these areas, all designed to inspire you and help you optimize every area of your feminine design so that you can live your biggest, most beautiful life. If you've been longing for a place where you can merge your spirituality and your sexuality and enter a conversation that honors your body, your beauty, your business savvy, and your faith, welcome home. Let's get started. Hello, my friends. Merry early Christmas. Okay, you guys. I totally forgot that I had this video on my schedule today. I know many of you got an email from me this morning and it was the first event in our series, hey guys, of bombshell Christmas events. And I was sitting at my desk at 4 p.m. I just got off a full day of client calls, which were beautiful. And I thought, aren't I doing something this evening? This feels like way too open of an evening. And then I remembered I had told you guys I'd be on here to do the bombshell Christmas planner live. Don't worry, I haven't forgotten. So I threw on my makeup even did some red lipstick, which I never do because I never feel quite comfortable in it, if I'm honest with you guys. I have a matching Santa hat, which I may or may not put on. We'll find out. But if you guys have never done this with me before, welcome, welcome, welcome. If you got the email this morning, then you have the link already. And if you don't, feel free to do this on your own paper. There's nothing special and magical about my graphic design skills, but it's really the process, okay? So I'm first gonna show it to you. There's three pages, I added one this year, and then we will work through it together, okay? So the philosophy of this, the point of this, the reason behind this was that I was always finding Christmas to-do lists and planners that seemed very uh, incomplete to me, right? Maybe they would have all of the endless seeming to-dos of shopping and presents and decorating and parties and cookies and oh my gosh, or they would be very Advent-centric, which is beautiful and kind of a spiritual devotional to walk through. Almost no one addressed the health or glamour, beauty, femininity sides of the holiday season, which yes, exist and I think are actually significant. And certainly nothing was out there that was pulling it all together and then putting it on an actual calendar so that it wasn't just an overwhelming to-do list, but you guys know when you move things from a to-do list to a calendar, the overwhelm just dies beautifully and you actually have a plan for when the things that you wanna do are gonna happen, okay? So that has always been the philosophy. So you guys will see, we'll get to page two and page three in a second. But this year, I'm not entirely sure why, but I just wanted to, I added an extra page to the front. And I think that this is significant because before you get to listing out all of the things that you wanna fit in and then actually looking at your calendar and seeing when they would fit, I think it serves us so well to have an intention of, okay, but before I look at categories and reasons and all of the things, what do I want the season to feel like? What's the significance of it? And is there anything that's clouding my ability to enjoy it, right? So this first page 
And you guys can do this in your own journal if you don't have this from the email this morning, okay? And if you want it, feel free to DM me. I'll send you directly the link. How do you want the holidays to feel, okay? The journal prompt being, what was last holiday season like? What worked? What would you like to change? Based on the logistics of this year, what will be a little different? How do you feel about that? What word do you want to ring through this holiday season, okay? So let me take it one or two questions at a time. First of all, what was last holiday season like, right? What worked? So looking back at last year's holiday season, what did you think of it, right? Was it a hot mess? Did you actually have some systems or some experiences, some events that really were lovely and that you think are worth repeating? Often each year we feel like we need to either reinvent the wheel or stick so rigidly to our process, our template or whatever that either it's like we feel at a loss if we're starting from scratch or we feel like it's not successful unless we everything goes according to plan. And I want you to throw out both of those philosophies and allow yourself to take what worked and yet not hold to it like Christmas doesn't work or isn't successful unless it looks like what's worked in the past, okay? Still honoring what's worked in the past, yes? So I can't even remember my last holiday season. I know many beautiful things happened, things that maybe wouldn't have been on my list of what I would expect to enjoy during Christmas, but they were amazing. So I would put that on here. If you guys have something like that, what would you like to change, right? What wasn't so awesome? What didn't go so well? What didn't feel good? Did you overspend buying people Christmas presents and then notice that they didn't even appreciate them? Did you promise everyone under the sun that you would be at their Christmas party and then you ended up with you know, a cold or something that took you out completely when it was finally time for your family celebrations? Did you go on a family trip to some kind of Christmas destination and everyone got sick and absolutely hated? Or did you try to do the perfect at-home Christmas and it was so stressful and overwhelming that this year you're all going on a cruise, right? Whatever you noticed from last year that didn't work. And the point of that is to learn from our mistakes, right? Learn from, I don't like to call anything mistakes, but just learn. What do we want to do going forward? So I love to look at last year briefly. It's a great place to source new traditions too if there was something that was unexpectedly enjoyable. And then based on the logistics of this year, what will be a little different and how do you feel about that, right? So maybe you have an ill family member this year, right? God forbid. Or maybe you yourself are not feeling that great. Or the trip that you were planning on going on with your girlfriends was just canceled. Or you've been asked to take the starring role in, you know, the Christmas pageant at church or something, and that's really going to change your schedule. Or whatever, you're hosting this year or you're not hosting this year. What's different about this year? And then just allowing yourself to process and even take only a few minutes to admit whatever emotions are coming up around that. Is there a little bit of resentment? Is there a little bit of stress? Is there a little bit of a sense of obligation, or is there joy? Is this like, you know what, this is gonna be different, but it's gonna be beautiful. How are you feeling about what's gonna be different about this year? And then pulling it all together, what word do you want to ring through this holiday season? Which I love that phrase. And that's really, you may expect that a little bit more. We think of that in terms of the new year. I just got my word for 2023. I'm very excited about it. I'll be sharing it shortly was very surprised by it, but by the time it showed up, it was like, of course, that's it. But for Christmas, right, to have an actual word for the Advent season, how do you want it to feel? Like, would you pick cheer or would you pick peace or would you pick um, 
like an advent focus or sparkle or like, I know these, if you haven't done this kind of thing before, I might sound like, what are you talking about? These random adjectives. But you guys, if you have, you know how just having a theme word helps you direct your focus, not only to the activities you choose or don't choose to participate in, but how you maybe choose to show up, which we're gonna talk about in a second, or simply what you choose to look for and find amongst whatever happens over the holiday season, right? I went with my kids to this magnificent tree lighting at our church last weekend, and it blew me away. They, like, it's clearly a production that they've done for a long time. It was so well done. And I don't even know what word I would come away with it, but it just like overwhelmed by beauty and grace and, and just it was transcendent, really. So that would be maybe a word that I'd pick, okay? So once you guys have done a little bit of reflecting, you can use this sheet. Again, if you want this, you can DM me and I'll send you the link directly. Or you can do this in your own journal, wherever you want, in your own time. Then we get to what you are maybe used to if you've done this with me before, which is the category page, okay? So this is what I came up with based on what I was talking about at the beginning of this video. Noticing that other Christmas planners either didn't combine all of the areas that were important to me, and most of them, if not all of them, seriously left out certain things that I think are significant, like glamour and body care, which can be some of the things that you use to honor yourself through the holiday season so you don't get to the other end of it feeling exhausted, sick, overweight, ignored, unattended to, and bitter, right? And I know you're like, that doesn't sound very nice, but how many of you have been there on the flip side of Christmas just looking at a house full of mess and bills and extra pounds and like puffiness, all of the things. And it was fun, but maybe you could have been a little more intentional to get nothing but fun rather than fun with negative consequences on the other side, right? To me, it's not that fun if I don't feel that good at the end. So let me go over these categories with you. The first is shopping. That's pretty self-explanatory. This is where you put down the people who you want to shop for, who you need to shop for. I also love to put people who might not expect to receive something from here. So if I want to send my clients beautiful handwritten cards or I want to gift um, you know, people at my church or a school or something with something unexpected or a girlfriend who's new and she just had a baby, that kind of thing. So reminders that maybe are beyond my norms as well as what I'm already expecting to need to do for gift giving and to want to do, right? Decorating. This is always one of my favorites. What do you want to decorate? Now, I know you might think, what do you mean by that? But one of the things that we all forget, I've coached women around this in so many different areas of life, but it's also true at Christmas, is you get to choose, right? You may think that, well, I have to set the table. I have to have some elaborate centerpiece. I have to put up the Christmas village. I have to decorate a tree. I have to get a tree, right? I have to decorate the outside of the house. I don't believe in have tos during the holidays, okay? And even if there are other people who are giving you some, this is certainly an area, usually, unless there's some kind of family or friends expectation where you can actually call the shots. Do you wanna get a tree this year? I didn't get a Christmas tree last year, guys. Like, for this house? I know, it was shocking. I had this little white tree and that's what I used and then it stayed up through Valentine's Day. If you ever you saw those pictures, I had little hearts hanging from it. So maybe you decide to not do a tree or maybe you go all out. At the end of this video, I'll give you guys a little mini tour of the two rooms of my house, which are very clean and decorated right now. And I got the most gigantic tree. My kids were like, mom, it's huge. I was like, I know, it's awesome. And then I got it home and realized it is actually 
pretty huge, but maybe you don't feel like doing a tree. Maybe you just wanna put candles in your windows rather than a whole elaborate light setup outside. Maybe you don't wanna set a formal table. You want this year to feel more casual. So can you see how some of the intentions and some of the things that you noticed worked or didn't work on the first sheet can inform what you choose to focus on here? Because what I don't want you guys to do is look at all of these grids and think, oh my gosh, I am obligated to fill out every single one of these holes with something I have to do. This is designed to be inspiration. This is designed to be a kind of clean slate, fresh palette, carte blanche. This is for you to do what you want to do and to have the permission to leave out what you don't want to do. And if that sounds scary because there are other opinions in your mix, then make sure that next week when I do a holiday boundary pop-up, you attend because we're gonna be going into dealing with other people who like to put their holiday have-tos on you, yes? So, what did I decorate this year? I'll show you guys as we go around. I actually, I put up the miniature version of as many pieces of A Christmas Village as I could find. My children then set up like all of the animals coming to have tea in the village square. It was very adorable. I have this little tree. I have the big tree. No ornaments are currently on either one. Probably not that many will go on. I did set a table this year. Don't think I'm gonna have eight people around it necessarily, but I just really wanted to. Right, you get to do what you wanna do, especially in the realm of something so creative as decorating, taking it out of expectations and pressure and into joy and pleasure and what feels good and what feels aligned this year. It's not a much better energy. Then traditions. This is, I'm not gonna call it tricky, but if there were one that might be tricky, it would be this one because generally other people are involved. If you have your own individual traditions, that's fantastic, I do too. But a lot of times when people are thinking of traditions, they're thinking of family or friend or community activities that involve other people, right? And there are actually set times when they have to happen based on other people's schedules or something, or your grandmother likes things like this, or your dad wants to do it that way, right? And so do you feel aligned with that? Again, giving yourself permission to not participate this year if you don't want to, or to go all in if you do, or, to go halfway, you know, and do it kind of half, if you know what I'm saying, not gonna finish that word, right? This is so completely about what you want to do, but if anything, the things in this column are often gonna require a little bit more honoring and maybe compromise with other people. So what family traditions, what friend traditions, what independent traditions, right? Um, there's certain things that I love to do at Christmas time, and I've lived now in California around this time of year for, I don't know, three, four years now. And there's just certain places I love to go. I love to go see the tree at the Ritz. I love to go to the Pelican Hill. I like nice resorts and their Christmas decorations. I like to go hang out on the beach around New Year's, New Year's Eve for reflection. So what personal traditions do you wanna to have too? Or wanna to continue, right? Maybe you start a new one. Maybe you do what's worked before. Body care, okay, so the next few are not generally on the list of Christmas to-dos, okay? Body care. Body care during the holidays is often something that people are just like, I'll think about it in January. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'll think about it after I have stuffed myself with eggnog and cookies and that's fine, right? But some of you, like me, may like to maintain a little bit of a balance even during very festive seasons. And so while I do have eggnog in the fridge and I will be making brownies, hey love, how are you? Um, there's something about knowing that you're attending to your body care during the holidays that gives you such a sense of self-love and of self-mastery 
This is not about restriction. I wouldn't recommend going on some calorie reduced diet when you know you've got all of these parties that you wanna participate in and family and friends and all of your favorite foods, but just to be paying attention, right? And it doesn't have to be, oh my gosh, I'm gonna to try to eat clean during the holidays, although I love to eat as pure as I can while choosing specifically the treats that really bring me joy and also timing them, which I'll talk about in a second. But body care can just be making sure you get enough sleep, making sure you take all of your immunity-related vitamins so you don't get sick, right? Because one of the things that sugar and treats do is it will take your immunity down like a water slide. And so in that kind of six-hour range afterward, you wanna make sure that you're not also exhausted and freezing cold and you know all of the things. So just attending to what does your body need to thrive through this season so that you can enjoy the whole thing and you don't get sick halfway through or crash when it's over, right? So taking your vitamins, getting enough sleep, drinking enough water, going for walks with people as a way of hanging out during the holiday season rather than maybe something you don't necessarily wanna do or, or feel led to do like just hanging out at their house in front of the TV eating, <laughs> you know? I love holiday body care and if you guys want more ideas, you're welcome to message me or comment below. I love to get massages during the Christmas season. I love to look for spa specials that are, you know, peppermint scented or something that just feels so fun. And that transitions us into glamor, which is the beauty category of Christmas or the beauty category of the holidays. This is where you put all the girly stuff that doesn't fit on your Christmas to-do list unless you pencil it into the margins, right? In the normal lists. Do you wanna get your nails done? You guys, this year I'm not getting my nails done. Isn't that crazy? I don't know why, I'm just not feeling it. Now, on December 20th or something, you may see me with red nails with Christmas trees painted on it. I may change my mind. I'm gonna get my extensions taken out this Saturday, right? I just, I'm almost in a season of wanting to pull back and hibernate a little bit, and it feels really good. So, like every other category on this list, this is just about what feels aligned with you this year. What feels good this year? Maybe you wanna go all out glamor and usually at this time of the year, that's exactly what I do. So I'm a little bit surprised by myself, but this is what's feeling really, really good this year. Maybe this is where, you know, I've taken my daughter before to get her nails done and she just adored it. So if there's someone who you wanna treat to kind of a girly appointment or afternoon together, you put it under glamor as a way of doing something other than eating, right? Again, you know, there's so many ways to participate in this season that maybe aren't the norm, but if we think about what really brings us pleasure, we can create true pleasure. And I'm not saying don't you know get a coffee and a cookie, but you guys know what, I'm, what I mean. There's so many ways to think, what do I want this season to feel like? What's your word? What kind of energy do I wanna create? I wanna create so much love, pretty much all the time, but especially during the holidays. How can I love on myself? How can I love on others? How can I love on people I know, people I don't know? How can I exist in that energy, right? So, self and soul. This is the category, like if this were to be some kind of Advent devotional, those things would go here, right? I love going to a Christmas Eve service. I love taking long walks outside that are kind of cold and wintry and talking with God and praying. I love journaling about what the past year has looked like and what I want the next year to look like. I love participating in various church activities. I love volunteering a little bit during the holidays if there's like you know, this Operation Christmas Child boxes that you guys probably have seen everywhere. I think they were all supposed to be turned in last month now. I have the two um, Compassion children who I sponsor, who I'm writing their holiday letters right now. I think I'm like a week behind, but they'll get there eventually. So all of the things that just feel like service or that align you with your spiritual core, that connect you with God, that 
bring you back to the meaning of the season. And I know that's a cliche. I know everybody's talking about it, but there was one thing I was telling my client I had this morning and um, it really resonated. So if, if I can share this with you, I hope that it helps. And I intend to do what is one of my personal traditions and almost one of my online presence traditions, if you will. I usually do a video talking about Mary because I love Mary, especially this time of year and the yes that she says to her assignment, right? But I was talking with my client this morning about the overall feeling of not being enough, right? Like, you're not enough this, you're not enough that. You have like the sense of frenzy and panic and and even like sinking into despair or God forbid growing into like a self-loathing and berating sometimes around not being, doing, having enough and how Christmas culture, not Christian necessarily, but sometimes, right? Just commercial Christmas culture, which I'm not against, but it's a thing and it has pros and cons, can turn up the feeling of not being enough this time of year, right? Like you didn't decorate enough. You didn't spend enough money on presents. You didn't spend enough money on your outfit. You didn't, you know, pick a good outfit, whatever it is, right? There's this sense of overwhelming expectation plus the obligation to be incredibly happy all the time during it. And you just, you feel sometimes like you, you, you're not measuring up to the Christmas ideal, right? And yet the actual story behind this entire season is of total enoughness, right? And I'm not gonna go too deep. I feel like this deserves a whole nother video. But if we think about the story of Mary, she didn't have enough, right? We're talking about an unwed little girl, practically, based on her age, who was not enough by anyone's standards to fulfill what God was asking her to do, but she was perfect in his opinion for exactly how he wanted to orchestrate what his objective was, right? Which was to show the world what he was up to rather than present some kind of perfect image. So the story of Christmas is actually about being way more than enough, even when we feel like everything is a mess and we're kind of ashamed of it or whatever. And I want you to focus on that rather than getting caught up in, I didn't buy enough, I didn't cook enough, I didn't do enough, I didn't lose enough weight before the parties, I didn't, you know, all of the things. The heart of Christmas is being enough as you are, right? I'll leave it at that. That's a whole nother video. Okay, so self and soul. Then the last category is delights. This is almost my catch-all category, not gonna lie. Like, for example, I'll show you guys one of my delights this year. I set this table that, you know, whether I have a dinner party, we shall see. But I thought, okay, last year, maybe the year before, I bought whatever La Durée had these boxes. If you guys know the macaron company La Durée, I talk about them all the time because I love them so much. They have beautiful themed boxes at different times of year. And I'm not always feeling the designs, but when I am, <laughs> I go like collect them. In fact, this is the bigger box, I think from the same year, isn't that beautiful? It's all holly and it's got like gold edging. It's just stunning. But they had these little ones, again, I think last year. So I got like, how many do I have? Six. <laughs> I got six boxes of these last year. I bought a lot of macarons and I kept all of them. I'm just gonna be real. I ate all of them, so. They are now empty, but I love the idea of using these as little, um, I don't know, somebody who knows all of the etiquette stuff, what would this be called? Like a little gift on top of each napkin and each plate. And so when I show you guys my table in a minute, there's a little lingerie box on each one. And I think I'm gonna put my Christmas hat on just because I've got it here next to me. And unbeknownst, unplanned, it matches my, my sweater. Snow leopard for the win. Will you guys tolerate my hat? My daughter had this on earlier. She was like, I want the leopard print one. I was like, you are my daughter. You are my daughter. Okay, so the last page of the Christmas countdown is the calendar. 
because there's nothing more stressful sometimes or freaking out than a massive list of to-dos with no assigned and appointed time. So this is, I always update this for the actual year, so the dates are already correct. Don't worry, I double checked. And this is where you take all of the priorities, and if you want, you can even, once you have this, again, only is filled out as you feel led. There may be one or two things under certain categories and other categories, you may be writing them in the margins. Maybe circle the top priorities if you want, just so you know what you really value and what you'll love fitting into this year. Again, maybe based on your first sheet of what worked last year, what you wanna do differently this year, and the, the spirit you wanna carry through it, the word you want ringing through it. And then we're gonna look at our calendar. So I know today we are already here on the 8th, but I've already done, like if you guys, I haven't posted all the stories yet, but my last week was huge, epic, children, birthday, Disney, so many awesome things happened last week that were like, I mean, this whole thing practically could have been checked off. So this is where you put in, pencil in if you're not yet sure, where you want to do certain of the activities, right? Maybe your church's Christmas tree lighting or you know, the Christmas Eve service or when your friends are going caroling at the nursing home or when you're gonna get your nails done or your hair done or get your Christmas shopping on or go pick your Christmas dress or your New Year's Eve dress, which I do already have, right? Like. This is when it gets real, which is exciting because otherwise it can get stressful. Yes, okay, so quick recap before I show you a little mini tour of my, my little holiday space here. This is the first page you begin with, reflecting on what worked last year, what you'd like to change, what logistics maybe are influencing your plans this year, processing any feelings you have around them, picking a word or kind of an energy that you want to ring through this year, I said transcendent, but I'm not quite sure that's the one for me. I still gotta pick my word, guys. My Christmas word. The 2023 word is locked on. I'm really looking forward to sharing that with you. And then this is where you fill out your categories, all the different ones. Shopping, decorating, traditions, body care, glamour, self and soul and delights. I just read that backward. I'm very impressed with myself. That's how well I know this now. Filling it out to whatever extent you feel led, recognizing that you get to say no, okay? You're the boss, and while you may have to compromise or work with other people, especially around traditions or certain family events, you do have the authority to say no, to say yes, to go all in, to go halfway in, to go all out. This gets to be a season that feels really, 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 really good to you. Why? Because when you're feeling great, you love more authentically, and that's how it serves other people. And if you want help with boundaries during the holidays, then make sure you, well, DM me if you're not on the list. If you're on the list, you know that it's happening, I believe, next Wednesday. <laughs> I have to pencil it in for myself so I know to show up for that one. I'm really excited for helping you guys stand in beautiful, open, loving boundaries during the holidays when people come at you with all of their shoulds, expectations, and have tos, right? It's kind of like being pregnant for a month where everybody's like, this is what you should do. And you're like, pretty sure it's my call, right? Okay, and then you calendar it in to where it fits beautifully. Maybe you have birthdays in here, maybe you have family events, you kind of put in those rocks, if you guys have heard that phrase, the things that you can't move, and then getting your nails done, getting your hair done, it's like a matter of getting on the phone, finding out when they have appointment open still, making it happen. And then your beautiful things like your walks or your body care, your massages, your time with God, your time decorating to whatever extent you want, that is a little bit easier to fit in around the blocks. Yes? Cool? Makes sense? Excited? I'm kind of excited. Now I gotta sit down and do this myself. Except November, the end of November had so many Christmas things. I feel like I'm kind of mostly done. Do you guys wanna see my house? For the record, I'm only showing you two rooms, okay? And if you see my kitchen in the background, don't look, cause it's a mess. So 
You ready for this? It's going to get dark because I'm about to step away from my ring light, but it's going to get pretty too. Let's see if I can turn the camera around. There we go. Hi, you can see me in one of the millions of mirrors in this house. Okay, so this is the table that possibly people won't actually sit at, but it brings me great joy to have it decorated and the little la durée boxes on each little space are so fun. And you know, decorator types, don't judge me. This is not my forte, but I put bows on the back of these chairs, which I got, I think last year, I've been wanting a chair with a hook just so I could put a bow on it and I finally did it. This is our adorable, you know, we're gonna call it adorable instead of pathetic, Christmas village. My kids added the polar bears and the polar bears met up with the puppies and the bunnies to have tea by the Christmas tree. But anyway, our two house showing of a Christmas village. My little white tree usually goes in my office. This year it felt like a fit in here. And various things sprinkled through. I have these, um, I found these picture frames at Home Goods. You guys, the stock photos are still in them, okay? So my perfectionists, <laughs> let it go, you know what I mean? Like you have to allow yourself to do the best you can. I am gonna get photos in these. I actually got really cute Santa pictures with my kids this year. So these will be filled up. And then the giant tree, there's my little desktop tree. And my door is open because the fireplace is on and it's super hot, but that's how it is in Southern California when you're trying to be cozy. Look at this tree, okay? It's huge. And I would like two seconds of credit. I carried this in off of the roof of my car to my house, got it stood up by myself. My daughter was like, mom, it took two men at the tree farm to do that. And I was like, girl power, sweetheart. But seriously, this thing is large and in charge. I do love big trees. And then I get them inside my house and realize how massive they are. Endless pillows, you guys. A coffee table is going to be my Christmas present to myself. I've gone two years now with no coffee table and it's, it is time. <laughs> Fireplace, Rudolph, I think that's a Paris walkthrough, probably always playing in the background. That is all of the Christmas decor that I have set up. I'm not going to show you the messier rooms, okay? So with that, I wish you guys a beautiful holiday season. If you got the email this morning, then you know that more events are coming. Next week, I believe we're having a little Paris-themed holiday party with my friend Lisa, who has a beautiful... Paris box she sends out each month and she's creating a special one for us. So we're going to get to see what's inside and I'm so excited and we're going to talk about the first Paris mastermind dates for next year. And then two days, three days, maybe after that, we'll do the holiday boundary pop-up where I'm going to go in depth on the whiteboard, on a training. How do you hold beautiful boundaries in general? And then with the special kind of holiday twists that, you know, this time of year always brings to the fore. So I want to encourage you guys, create the holiday of your, of your desires, right? Maybe it's elaborate and extravagant. Maybe it's super simple and slimmed down, but you have the right and the freedom and the joy and the delight of creating an experience this year that feels aligned and suits you and serves you. And the most important things are to remember that in the true spirit of actual, the really true reason of Christmas, okay? You are already fully enough, no matter how much this time of year and whatever your status or relationships or kids or health or home image may be, this may feel like the time of year of not being enough, but this is actually the time of year of being more than enough. 
So stay in that energy. And then in the mayhem that inevitably ensues during the uncontrollable incidents and other people, hey Jamie, that occur during this marvelous and blessed time of year, choose to stay in the word that you want to ring through the season no matter what comes your way, yes? I had the most magnificent week last week. It was so perfect, it was almost unreal. <laughs> it was tiring, but it wasn't even tiring, if I'm being honest, it was just full. And I can't wait to share more of it with you guys. So I feel like I've already had the holiday of my dreams. But if going forward things get bumpier, you, even if you can't control other people or incidents, can always control the energy and the joy and the peace and the more than enoughness that you get to decide to have no matter what. And especially at this time of year, which is meant to be enjoyed no matter what. Yes? Helpful? Fun? Are you guys excited? I hope you have a beautiful Christmas season heading right into the new year. I have so much more to share with you guys. I'm so excited. Thank you for joining me here. I'm so glad that I remembered I was doing it and jumped on right in time. And if you want the links to this Christmas planner or to know about the Holiday Boundary Workshop, just shoot me a comment or a DM and I will make sure to send you all the links you need. Have a beautiful evening, a beautiful weekend. We're almost there and I will see you very, very soon. Bye guys. Today's episode is brought to you by The Bombshell Manifesto. The Bombshell Manifesto is a two-time number one best-selling book, and it's where I really teach the philosophy of the biblical bombshell. After spending years in ministry and now more years running my life coaching business, I see so many young women and even women well into their lives just floundering and kind of flopping around in some of the essential areas of God-created femininity, such as their relationship with God, their relationship with their bodies, their relationship with men, with sex, with beauty, with their finances. And I just don't think we have time for that. I think that we are called to do such big things for God while we're here. We've got to get these areas under control, locked on, so we can move forward toward our exciting assignments and massive callings in life. So in this book, I really give you the behind the scenes of my personal journey, struggling with what God was calling me to be as a woman going back and forth around the over-sexualized ideas of femininity or the completely asexual versions we often see in the church where we're not supposed to talk about that tough stuff. I lead you through the research and the history around the concept of a bombshell, a few personal visions and ideas I have around it, and then the scripture that God puts in front of us as how he wants us to understand the important role we play as women. Do you know that a woman was the way that the Savior came into the world and was the first evangelist of his resurrection and then ascension. This is a big deal, ladies. So hop over to bombshellmanifesto.com. Now you can find this book on Amazon, but if you go through bombshellmanifesto.com, I've got a couple extra fun free bonuses and ways that you can actually get free trainings and audios that take this whole concept deeper. We walk through the 12 pillars of a biblical bombshell addressing tough areas of life like opening to vulnerability and intimacy, understanding beauty and God's calling for it, getting deeper into our confidence and our security, committing to a relationship with God that blows our minds and more. What I see so much from women and hear from them, and quite frankly, I hear it from men who are looking for a woman to marry or they want their wife to come alive in the way they know that she can, is that there's some kind of tapped in femininity 
that is out there, that is possible, but that's incredibly difficult to find. Women long to be it, men long to find it, and this is the calling we have as women. This is what we're able and even asked to step into, required, I would say, to step into, to live out everything God has for us. But I see so many women who are stuck in mediocrity and are told that that kind of complacency is contentment and that's where they should stay and they should just be happy with it and, you know, that's life. I don't think that's what God's asking. I don't think that's what we're here to do. And I don't think we have any more time to waste. So join me over at bombshellmanifesto.com. Let's light this thing on fire. Let's get out into the world and do what we're supposed to do. Do what we can do. Be fully who God has called us to be. The bottom line is this. The entire world is obsessed with women. And they should be. That's the way it's designed. We are the ones who continue life. We continue the human race. We are always going to be attracting people's attention. We are always going to be shaping human beings, shaping culture, and pointing people towards something. The question is, what are we pointing them toward? Have we completely released and activated every area of our God-designed femininity to do those things well? I hope you'll join me. I think there's no more important calling on this earth as a woman than to live out her full God-given design and to use it to point people to Him. So let's get this thing started. Let's set ourselves free. Let's set our families free. And let's light the world ablaze with the truth that is only in the gospel. I'll see you at bombshellmanifesto.com.